Hi, I'm Daniel Foley from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're looking at a passage of scripture from Proverbs chapter 10, verse 32, that says, the lips of the righteous know what is fitting. The lips of the righteous know what is fitting. If you look through the Proverbs, there's a lot of scripture talking about the lips of the righteous. The lips of the righteous nourish many. The lips of the righteous are like choice silver. The lips of the righteous know what is fitting. It's, some versions say that it's they know what to speak that brings favor. And yesterday we did a communion meditation on the perfect fit. About how pleasing and fitting it is for us to praise God. And when we praise God, it gives us this perfect fit, this seamless fit. It helps to bring to pass these beautiful solutions in our life. And these beautiful solutions are things that God makes happen in our own life. That we can never make happen on our own. These beautiful solutions, these gifts that come from above, these seamless fit for our life. And so we're going to be taking communion over this today, just asking for God for wisdom and understanding and insight of the lips of the righteous. Because if we're in Christ, he's made us to be righteous. And we always know what is fitting. We always know the perfect thing to say. We know what's fitting. We know what finds favor with God and people. And so we're going to be activating this today. Communion can be an activation that helps us to walk in this from this point on in our lives. But why are we taking communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. I was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. At the time, I was running my personal training business and the business started out great, but I got into some tough times. I had some months where I was losing thousands of dollars in a month. And I remember getting to this place of going for a walk with my wife and telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. I had the weight and stress and pressure of the business on me. My life was very unbalanced. And shortly after that, I came across a challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two. And then you keep going like that until the end of the month, and then you start back over again. Well, I've been doing this for a little while. And then one day, Proverbs 13, 22, seemed to jump off the page of me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking about what's the most valuable thing that we could pass on to future generations? After some time of thinking about it, I made a commitment. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, I began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to show up, began to teach me, began to train me. He began to teach me this whole new way of living. This completely different way to operate my life. We make him the source. We make him the center. We learn how to rest and how to trust in what Jesus has done for us in our life. So I just began to, to document the things that he was taking me through. It wasn't always easy all the time because learning a new way to operate my life, I had to learn how to let go of the old ways. I had to change. I had to make some adjustments and some changes in my life. I had to learn to do things a new way. I had to walk this out. I just began to document what he was taking me through. And it turned into a series of books and courses and now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe the most important lesson I would want to pass on is daily communion. 
Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to create a turning point in our lives and turn, turn things around, change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. There is something so powerful about simply remembering and not forgetting, especially when we're in the busyness of today, the busyness of life. We've got issues and problems and things coming at us today. It helps us to stay rooted and, and grounded in Him, to keep abiding in Him, so that our lives produce much fruit. 1 Corinthians 11.26 says, Every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus, which in the case of a will or an inheritance, is proclaiming the death that activates and sets in motion all the benefits. So communion can be like an activation, where we take these promises that God has made, and we activate them, we set them in motion in our lives. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, we take it with the fear of the Lord. We're not just doing it to just check the box, to say we did it for the day. Using it as a time to truly honor God, to honor the sacrifice of Jesus, to connect with him on a deeper level. And so the process we use, we start with about a two-minute long prayer that's mostly scripture. Coming from Ephesians chapter 1 and the prayer of Jabez found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves. Because the Apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're talking about some physical fitness tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith how to practically apply it. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening, their families, all those connected to them, and our church and governmental leaders. And I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear Son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. And I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us, so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him up from the dead and you seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us. And I thank you that you've already blessed us. I'm, I'm, I've been changing this part of the prayer up lately. Father, I thank you that you've already blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Your favor is on us. It surrounds us like a shield. It's on us for a lifetime. And I ask you to expand our borders and our territory, expand our capacity to receive everything you've done for us in Christ and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today. 
and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. How are we doing today? Are we making today a masterpiece? Because when it all comes down to it, it's always called today. We've got to walk out our faith today. We've got to walk out our relationship with God today. We've got to bring him into every area of today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. That's where we've got these four fundamentals. Just bringing some presence and some fun into these basic fundamentals today. But before we go through the fundamentals, just remember, God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were some steps, there were some stages along the way. It didn't all just happen in one day. And in a similar way, for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ. Man, he's got some amazing promises for us. And this year, we've been talking about, this is the year of the beautiful land. I feel like God's been showing me a little bit about this lately. This beautiful land, everything that we ever need, everything we desire, this beautiful plan that he has for, for our lives, it's all in there in Christ. It's all in there. we got to learn how to take possession of it. we got to learn how to walk in it and to keep it and to maintain it. I think it starts with just believing God's got something better for our life. Better than we could ever ask or think or dream or imagine. But that plan is probably going to look impossible. When he took the people to the promised land in the Old Testament, most of them rejected it because it looked impossible. They wanted to go back to the way things used to be because it took some faith to step into this. It took some trust in God. We've got to be willing to move forward. And then we've got to learn to put off our old ways and to learn how to operate our lives in this new way. We learn how to do, do things God's way. We learn how to walk in faith and forgiveness and love and trust and humility. And we learn how to allow God to do the work. Allowing him to beautify our lives by his grace. And that's where I think these four fundamentals come in. Our first one, let's get positioned in the light today. Every day as time moves forward, time and space are connected. So if time moves forward, it means our positioning change. We've got to keep repositioning back into the light today. This is like the on-off switch. It's going to turn on the flow of everything God has for us in Christ. I think it starts with humility. Because Jesus says, you want to become great in the kingdom of heaven? You have to humble yourself like this little child. It's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. And we're going to take our position in forgiveness today. Receiving forgiveness from God, forgiving ourselves in the middle, walking in forgiveness with other people. And to walk in the light is to walk in love, kind and patient and gentle. Not easily angered, not envious, not boasting, not arrogant or rude, keeping no record of wrong. Always assuming the best. Rejoicing in the truth, delighting in the truth, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering. Because love never fails. And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. One of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal. Because when we step into the light, we're stepping into Christ. 
And God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in him. I like to call it this pipeline of living water. And we get a, a, this amazing opportunity. We get access to all these things today. His spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom. There's health and energy, purpose and grace, time, finances, resources. It's all available to be received in him. So our first step is to get in position. But then we got this issue. Often we got all these amazing promises in Christ, but there's a disconnect. We don't see those promises showing up in our life. We got to learn how to get it flowing through us. Our second fundamental is to magnify the light. We're going to turn up the brightness of this light within us. And it's going to expand the capacity. It's going to build a bigger pipeline where God can flow more of all these good things through us. And to magnify the light, imagine the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, we've got a basket full of all the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side, we've got a basket full of our praises to God, praising him for who he is, praising him for all that he's done for us. To magnify the light, which basket are we going to fill up with our focus, our attention, our thoughts, our words, our meditation? To magnify the light, we're going to praise God, fill up that basket of praise. I like to go through the names of God. He's the God of all grace, the God of all comfort, the God of all hope, the God of all peace. He's our righteousness. He's the one who sanctifies us. He's holy. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. Jesus is the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. And then we can go through all that he's done for us in Christ. He's released us from darkness. He's transferred us into the light. He's given us his blessing and his favor. He sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. He's forgiven our sins. His love has been shed abroad in our hearts. He's given us his name. He's washed us and cleansed us and made us new, made us to be overcomers. And then we can go through all he's done for us personally in our lives. And just realizing that what he started, he's going to finish. And these things helps us to build that bigger pipeline. But it also helps us to hang on to all that he's given us in Christ and not lose it. So this is not denying that there's issues or problems. There's another basket there. There's another basket there. It's in the face of those issues and problems. Just filling up that basket of praise because we trust God can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could do things our own way, insist on our own way, pride, bitterness, unforgiveness, and filling up that other basket with venting and complaining and pouting and stress and toiling away in our mind. And that's where we have to learn how to recognize the symptoms. Because when we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. And one of the biggest ones I've learned is where is the pressure? Are we putting the pressure on other people to make things happen? Are we putting all the pressure and weight of things on ourselves, Or is the pressure on God? Are we casting those cares onto him? Are we rolling those cares over onto him? Because he's the one that can handle the pressure. We're not meant to handle it. I like to think of it this way. When I have the pressure on other people or the pressure on myself, it squeezes God out. But when the pressure's on him, it's like it squeezes all those good things through us. Then emotionally, you have the fear and the stress and the worry. You have the heaviness on the inside, lack of energy, dreading things in the future, envisioning all these worst-case scenarios. And unfortunately, this can become a habit. It can become a pattern in our life. But when we take our position in the light, there is rest in our soul. We stop working to try to get it. We learn how to rest in our soul. And when we rest, God goes to work. 
And now everything begins to flow and everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. And now all of a sudden we've got hope in any and every situation because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace. That if we ever get off track, we can turn it back around, get back into the light in just a moment. I think it starts with getting more present, getting more aware of those symptoms. And then we humble ourselves. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. I'm off track. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves in the middle. If we need to reconcile with somebody else, we take those steps. And then we start praising and magnifying him. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me, it is more than enough to handle whatever's coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me to tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. And then our third fundamental, we've got to stay tuned into God. That river of living water starts flowing through you in your life. He's going to give you some vision. He's going to give you some direction. He's going to give you some things to do, some things to say. But we've got to stay tuned into him. And my favorite way to do that is with a journal before bed. And I like to start at the top with what I call some filters. And these filters just help me stay in rhythm with God, help me keep things top of mind. They're just short phrases that I keep rewriting every night at the top of my journal. I like to start with the big picture vision at the top. What do I feel like God's leading me in my life? For me personally, that's Abundant Life Training Centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then I want to bring it down into this year. What do I feel like is the word or the vision or the direction God gave me for this year? For me personally, this year it's 2022, the year of the beautiful land. And like I said, I'm getting a little more insight about that beautiful land, about just everything he's got for us in Christ. And then I want to bring it down to this month. This month in the Abundant Life Blueprint, we're prioritizing connection. We're doing a connection challenge to connect on a new level with God, our purpose, our loved ones, and our community. To connect on a deeper level. And then I want to bring it down into this week. What are we working on this week? This week is a reminder as we go throughout the yearly cycle, think about the circle of a year. Different times of the year give us different reminders of who God is and all that he's done for us. This time of year is a reminder to refocus and recommit back to the basics. And one of those basics that we're working on in the Connection Challenge this week is connecting spirit, soul, physical body. Often we see these amazing promises that we have in Christ, but there's this disconnect. We're not seeing them show up in our lives. It says God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory. But I'm not seeing that happening in my life. There's a disconnect often. And it's combining, it's connecting the spirit, soul, physical body by learning to rest in our soul. And we've got an exercise we're doing this week. Put on some music. And you're going to pray in the spirit. You're going to praise and worship. And you're going to move your physical body at the same time. You can walk. You can work out. You can dance. You're going to combine spirit soul, physical body. You're going to connect them all together. Ten minutes of doing that each day. So I got these little reminders at the top of my journal to help me filter. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position. And then to magnify. What went well today? What are all the ways that I saw God showing up today? And then I like to ask this question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And just get still and listen and whatever comes into my mind, begin to write those things down. And then I want to bring my journal all the way down into today. And that's where I like to plan out the upcoming day with God, which leads us to our fourth fundamental. What do you know to do today? 
When I plan out the upcoming day, I learn to stick with. What do I know to do? Because I learned sometimes I was toiling away, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen ahead of schedule. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. And when we procrastinate, those things build up on the inside and it's blocking our clarity. You feel that sense of overwhelm on the inside because you got all these things to do. What do you know to do today? And that becomes the plan for the day. And then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning and we remember this very important principle that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. And as I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say in the morning? And I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter 1, the very first words we see God speak. That sets the tone for the whole Bible. Let there be light. And so now those are the first words out of my mouth in the morning, right when I wake up. Let there be light. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. And then we get connected with him. We start walking out that plan with full confidence in him. He's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. All those doubts and unbelief removed, his grace begins to surge. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives. To bring these beautiful solutions into our life that we can never make happen on our own. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's take a look at the scripture today. Proverbs 10.32 says the lips of the righteous. And who are the righteous? If you are in Christ, Jesus became sin so that we could become righteous. Or not, our righteousness is not based on what we do. It's based on what he did for us. The lips of the righteous, and that's you, they know, not maybe know, they know what is fitting. Some versions say they know what to say that brings favor. But the mouth of the wicked is perverse. And so, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this promise that we know exactly what to say. We know what is fitting. We know the words that bring favor because of this righteousness that we have in Jesus. So, Father, we're asking for your help to walk in this today, to activate this and to walk in this today, just knowing what to say in all times. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember, God sent us his one and only son to die for our sins. And if he would do that, how would he not graciously and freely give us all things richly to enjoy? He poured the cup of his wrath onto his own son for us. All of us like sheep had gone astray. We'd all turned to our own ways. And he laid upon him the iniquities and the sins of us all. And by his stripes, we've been healed. He became sin so that we could become righteous. He became a curse on a tree so we could have God's blessing and favor on our lives. He became poor so that we could become rich. He was broken so that we could become whole. He was separated from God so that we could be connected back to him. He wore a crown of thorns so that we could have a crown of glory. He was pierced on his side so that we could have God by our side. So many more things that he did for us. He was raised back up to life. He was victorious over death and he was seated at God's right hand. And God raised us up with him and seated us together with him in heavenly places. 
made us one with him. He connects us back to God, makes us right and holy and perfect in his sight. All through his one sacrifice. So, Father, we thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light. Into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. He makes his people great. His blood washes us and cleanses us, makes us new. Gives us this new covenant with God, this blood sworn oath. That God is with us and for us. He's working for our good. So, Father, we thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have a juice, you can take a juice. <clears throat> All right. Health and fitness. We have an exercise to do this week connecting spirit, soul, physical body. One of the best ways I've found to do this, put on some music that you like. Ideally, worship music, put on some music that you like. Get a journal. Write down an issue, a problem, just, you know, God, what are you trying to show me today? Something you need an answer to, write it down, write the, write the title at the top. And then begin to pray in the spirit and move your body to the music. You can walk. You can do your physical exercise. You can do your workout. You can dance. Whatever. Move your physical body. So you're going to be praying in the spirit, praising God. Put on music for the soul and journaling for the soul. And you're going to move your physical body. We're going to connect all three of them together. And you're going to find you do this. Your energy levels are just going to skyrocket. You're going to learn how to rest in your soul. We're going to take a different approach to problem solving. Rather than toiling and stressing, we're going to connect spirit, soul, physical body. You do this 10 minutes a day. You're going to be amazed at what it does for you. We're going to turn our exercise into worship. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center. Dot com.